This is Sunday night worship service here at the Pine Level, Pentecostal Witness Church, January the 10th, 2021, with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie. Now the praise team will start our service off with I'll Fly Away. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. Bye. 
Shall praise the Lord on that. God's oh, good. Appreciate you tonight. Amen. If you got your Bibles, we're going to the book of Judges, chapter number six, verses one through sixteen. Tonight, God can do great things through us. God can do great things through us. This morning, we talked about what do you have. And uh, so what we have, we give it to God, and God can take what we have, and he can do great things through us. We're going to talk about a man in the book of Judges whose name is Gideon. We know his story. We know what, uh, how the Lord touched and moved on him, and God used him. So I believe God can use us all tonight. Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 16. Uh, and uh, the Bible says in verse 1, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. Now notice what they're doing. They're doing evil in the sight of the Lord. And the, hand of, and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza and left no substance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitude for both they and their camels were without number and they entered into the land to destroy it. And verse 6 says, And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel and said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, I brought you forth out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not for the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Oprah and pertained unto, uh, pertained unto Joash the Abazite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. That's what he called Gideon. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, 
Why then is all this befallen us, and where be all his miracles which our fathers told of, uh, told, uh, told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But, but now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Somebody say, God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Gideon said, How can this be? I am the least of all. My family is poor. Not only that, I'm the least in my father's house. There's no way that I can do what you're saying that we can do. But then God lets him know. He said unto him, surely I will be with thee. Let me tell you something. When you know God is with you, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Amen. He's going to go with you all the way. He said, you shall smite the Midianites as one man. And I'm telling you something. That's, that's powerful right there when God says that. For seven years, a cruel enemy, the Midianites oppressed the Israelites causing many to flee to the mountains and where they made hiding places for themselves in caves and dens. The Midianites come like swarms of locusts. I mean, just multitudes of them. And when they attacked, they destroyed the crops and took away the flocks. Uh, Israelites were left with nothing to eat. Uh, in their suffering, they cried out to God for help. Is God going to help? Yes, he's going to help. God is gracious. These people were suffering because they have sinned against him. They have worshiped idols, gods of the Amorites in verse 10. Now they are crying out to him and God will act. I'm telling you something. When you go against God, when you sin against God, they suffering on the way. How often do you find people calling out to God after the fact they've fallen out of God's will? He's going to send Gideon to rescue the people. He, an angel has sent to this man. Uh, he was threshing weed in the wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites so they'd have something to eat in verse 11. Verse 12, an angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. The Lord is with thee, mighty warrior. Amazing how the Lord calls him. Uh, everyone living in fear and yet God calls him uh, mighty warrior. He's, he's living in fear and God looks at him and says, tells him exactly who he is in the sight of God. Not in their own sight but in the sight of God. Can I tell you something tonight? You're a lot different in the sight of God than you are your own sight sometimes. Can I get an amen? How can he be a mighty warrior when he's hiding from the Midianites? Getting himself felt he was very small. Verse 15, how can I save Israel? My clan or my family is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my own family. How can this be? Why did the Lord call him mighty warrior? What strength does, what strength does he have tonight? And is Gideon really strong and courageous? No. In fact, he has a hard time believing what God has said to him. He kept asking God for a sign to prove that it is true. He kept asking. He said, I'm going to put a fleece out before the Lord. God did that. He put another fleece out before the Lord. He kept questioning, uh, is, is, really, is God really, is this really going to happen? Then why was he considered uh, mighty? God knew Gideon will be successful and he accomplished uh, his plan. Uh, not because Gideon is strong by himself, uh, but he will help him succeed. In other words, Gideon is here, but God's going to be with him. Uh, Gideon's going to succeed uh, because he's been chosen by God and God said this is what's going to happen. 
The first words the angel said were, the Lord is with you. Verse 16. The Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites together as one man. That's what the angel of the Lord told him. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon in verse 34. When we allow the Lord to come upon us, then we will accomplish his will. When we allow the Lord to come upon us, then we will accomplish his will. I think about Peter and John when they were on their way to church that particular Sunday morning or a particular day, whenever it was, when they came to the man that was at the, at the gate called Beautiful and the Lord just moved on them. The Holy Ghost came upon them, is what it said. So the Lord just came upon them. They walked up to him, said, silver and gold we ain't got, but what we, what we got, we got what you need. That's what it said. Such as I have, I give unto you, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that's what it says. So when God comes on you, then you can rest assured that something's gonna happen. We read in chapter seven that Gideon went to fight the Midianites. At first, he has 32,000 men with him. 32,000, Judges 72, the Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into their hands. In order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. God said, Gideon, we got too many people here because if we go now and we conquer them, uh, then what they're gonna do to go back all and say, look what we did. No, 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 what, what we need, what, the, what God wants you to recognize is it's not what they do, but it's what they do through God. And that's what God says, son, you got too many men. You got, you got 32,000. God asked him to reduce the numbers all the way to only 300 men. And how big is their enemy? How big? Judges 7, 12, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern people had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Thick. How many know locusts are thick? That's how those people were. And God has took, God has took Gideon which he was feeling pretty good, from 32,000 to 300. And now he's got to go against his enemy, which is, is, is like swarms of locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. That's your enemy. That's how big the enemy is. Three, 300 against a swarm of locusts. And they won because God fought for them. So with 300 against that many, there's no way they could back off and say, look what we did. No, they had to point and say, look what God has done through us. Folks, I'm trying to tell you tonight that God can do great and mighty things through us tonight, even in, the, in this year of 2021 that we're living in. We learned something here, how God sees and how we see. Uh, they are very different tonight. God sees a mighty warrior. Gideon sees himself as the smallest one and the weakest one in his family. God says he would defeat them as one man in verse 16. Gideon says, how can I save Israel? Look at me, look who I am, look what I am. Don't limit yourself tonight. Do everything through him who gives you the strength and I guarantee you, God's gonna bless you and bring you through it. If God says go do it, jump on it and go ahead because you're gonna come out victorious. Do you know how God sees you today? How do you see yourself? Are we like getting, living in defeat with fears without the courage to face the problems? Do we see ourselves very small and very weak? That's what Gideon saw. Gideon felt that way because his eyes were on himself. Gideon's eyes was on himself and not on God. The Lord's answer to Gideon was, it's not about you, my friend. It's all about me. I will be with you. The question is not how strong you are, but how strong I am. It's what God's telling Gideon. It's not who you are, what you are. It's not how weak or how strong you are. It's how strong I am. Have you know tonight, you serve a mighty strong God tonight. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter eight, verse 31. 
the second part of that, if God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> that's, that's a mouthful right there. Philippians 14, 4, 13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What more do we need? If God is all you have, you have enough. Amen? If God's all you have, you have enough. It's hard for us to believe that. It's hard for us to see that. But if God's all we have, we have enough. Hold on to his words, to what he has promised us. Let me, let me give you an illustration. The resources we need. God has got every resource that you'll ever need. But listen to this. There's a Federal, Federal, Federal Express. I mean, remember, there was a movie come out quite a few years ago with Tom Hanks. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of that thing. Castaway, yeah, Castaway, where he had that little volleyball. And that volleyball was his, was his partner. <laughs> I mean, I saw it after, at the basketball, what was it? Basketball. basketball, I thought it was a volleyball. But anyhow, regardless of what it was, that ball was his best friend. Anyway, Federal Express, a speedy postal de delivery company, once ran a commercial similar to the movie Castaway. You might have seen it, in which Tom Hanks played a, a FedEx worker whose company plane went down, stranding him on a desert island for years. Looking like Tom Hanks in the movie, the FedEx employee in the commercial goes up to the door of a suburban home, package in hand. When the lady comes to the door, he explains that he, that he survived five years on a desert island, and during that whole time, he kept this package in order to deliver it to her. She simply gives him a thank you. I've been on this island five years. I've kept this package just for you, and I wanted to make sure that you got it. Out of all the packages, uh, this is the one I held on to. This is the one I kept. She says, thank you. But he's curious about what is in the package that, he was, that he's been protecting for years. He says, if I may ask you, what was in that package after all? She opens the package up. It's a commercial. I can remember the commercial. She opens up the package, and it shows him the context saying, Oh, nothing really, is what she said. Nothing really. Just a satellite telephone. <laughs> I've been on the island for five years. <laughs> and I got this package in my hand. I've been protected all this time. She said, oh, there's really nothing in this box. She said, just a satellite telephone. <laughs> a global positioning device. A compass. A water purifier. And some seeds. That's all that's in this box. Really nothing. So like the contents of this package, the resources for survival and growth were available to, for this man if he had only opened it up and took advantage for what he had in his hand. And I'm sure he could have used it, still saved it, and gave it to the woman. She'd have been all right with it because it, it didn't mean nothing to her. Nothing but a satellite telephone. Do you realize a satellite telephone, it don't matter where you are, you've got signal. He's got a glow device where he's at and can let him know exactly where he's at. He'd get on the telephone, this is where I'm at. This is latitude, longitude, this is where I'm at. He's got, he got, he got a water purifier that he had to, got to dig for that water in the ground and get a little bit as he can. And when the rains get water, he had all that he needed. Then he had seed to go plant it if he even had food if that's what he needed. But if he had the satellite phone, he could have somebody come pick him up and it wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't took too long. So he had all the resources he needed, but he just didn't use them. So don't limit ourselves, don't limit yourself. God wants to fulfill his purpose uh, through you and I today. Are we in hiding or are we doing what God wants? Uh, let us respond to his call. Have faith in God. When you have, when you have God, you have enough of anything you need tonight if you've got God. How many has got God? Somebody shout praise the Lord. You see, God would help us even when we do not have the faith to fully trust him. He'll still help us. 
looking at the circumstances, Gideon found it difficult to believe he could do something great for his people. He was looking at the circumstances, looking at who he is. You know, this is, this is just it. He has many doubts. The first thing Gideon wanted to do was run a test to see if this really was the Lord speaking to him. You see, there's no faith present or he wouldn't have to run his test. Have you ever been sitting in church, you feel prompted the Lord to do something and you sit there and say, Lord, is this really you? If this is really you, they're about to end this song. Let them sing that chorus one more time. And they fall into singing that chorus again. I'm guilty myself. I say, Lord, maybe one more time. God says, I done wore the song out. I'm quitting. You just didn't do what I wanted you to do. You ever been there? You know what I'm saying? No, no. We just need to, we know. Let me tell you something. The devil ain't going to tell you to do nothing good. He ain't going to give you nothing good. He's going to give you everything bad if he can. Amen. He wasn't sure if God is with them. Are you really with us? Chapter, verse 13. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? He wasn't sure if the words are really from God. Is, is that really you? In verse 17, Gideon replied, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Gideon, Gideon asked in verse, in verse 13, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when, when, when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But, how, but now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of, of Midian. You see, they're blaming God for all this. God, you've abandoned us. You put us in the hands of, of, of the Midians. No, no, no. That ain't what Gideon needs to be saying. What Gideon needs to be saying is, Father, I'm sorry because we have abandoned you and we're here because of what we've done, not what you've done. We're here because we went against you. We sinned against you for, for, for however how long. So that's what, what he should have been saying. But looking through his natural eyes, Gideon concluded that God has left them. He may be a God, a God of miracles, but that was in the past. Uh, where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about? Uh, see with, with natural eyes. Uh, he lost the sight of God. Looking through the natural eye. You can't, you can't receive from God through the natural, you receive from God through the spiritual. He needs to see with eyes of faith, the miracle working God is still with him, even as he spoke. Faith in God releases God's power in our lives. Everybody say faith. That's what releases God's power in your life. We see that in Jesus' ministry, faith releases the healing power of God. Faith releases the power to cast out demons. If you look at Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21, Jesus gave his disciples the ability to cast out demons, yet they came across a case where they found themselves powerless to perform. Jesus arrived on the scene and did what they could not do. Confused and disheartened over their inability, the disciples asked Jesus. And Jesus explained it is not the lack of ability but lack of faith in God. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, and the NIV says, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as, a, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you if you can have faith in God tonight. It is simply a matter of belief in God, of the miracles, the God that knows no limits. It is when we place trust in our Ourselves, uh, that, fa that failure is inevitable, but when our faith is in God, uh, we cannot fall to uh, fail to succeed. Uh, keep your faith in God. God will make sure everything's all right. Is that all right? In this, where we are today, is this where we are today? Have we heard the stories of God's help in, the, in, in this person's life or that person's life, but failed to experience the reality of his experience in our own lives? 
The truth remains unchanged. He is with you. Put your faith in his word. Ask God to strengthen our faith and he will do it. Let's see how God helped Gideon. Gideon chapter 6 verse 18 through 21. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went home. This is NIV. Gideon went home, cooked the young goat, made some bread without yeast, put in the meat in the basket and his broth in the pot. He brought them out and offered them unto him under the oak tree. He placed them upon the rock, and when the angel touched them with his staff, fire flared up from the rock and consumed everything. You see, this was the miraculous sign God gave to help Gideon know that he is really there with him and God can trust and that he can trust God's words. How many know you can trust God's words tonight? This is absolute truth. Ain't nothing in this that's false. This is absolute truth. Trust God's word. You see, it's amazing how patient God is. He tells Gideon, I will wait until you return. In other words, he told the angel, Lord, he said, just wait right here. Don't go to work. I, I, I want to do a sacrifice thing here. So God's patient. He waited until Gideon returned. It could take a while for Gideon to prepare the offering. Can you imagine God's messenger standing around until Gideon returned? But yet he waited. Why? To help him trust God, help him move from, from doubt to trust. That's what he did. In fact, Gideon asked for another sign at the end of chapter 6, and Gideon helped him, amen, and God helped him again. In Mark chapter 9, the father of a demon-possessed boy came to Jesus for help. Jesus said, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything's possible for him to believe, Mark 9, 23. Verse 24, immediately the boy's father explained, I do believe. Listen to me, Jesus, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I believe, Lord, but help me overcome my unbelief. That's what the man told him. This is also our prayer today. So tonight, finishing up. Wow. So what can we learn from this story of Gideon? Gideon, Gideon isn't exactly your Hollywood image of a hero. In fact, he's the exact opposite. He's timid. He's indecisive. He's lack of faith in God. Yet God uses him. God calls you today to serve him. God calls me today to serve him. What God's wanting is he wants me to keep my faith. He wants you to keep your faith and trust in God. Today we're also fighting against God's enemies. Against our adultery of our world. We too feel inadequate to the task. God will enable us to fulfill his purpose. Ask God for strength. And God will give you strength. Our culture sees, ask, sees asking for help as a sign of weakness, but it's not. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength tonight. Amen. There's nothing weak about me asking God for strength. There's nothing weak about God about me asking God for help in, a, in my times of need. Ask God to strengthen your faith. We want to trust God fully. Amen. You see, the battle's his, not mine. Battles are mine. He told little David, just David, I fight the battle for you. The battle's not yours. You just go. In other words, that's basically what he was telling Gideon. Gideon, you got 32,000 men. What I want you to do is I want you to reduce them down. And Gideon reduced them down, it still won't enough. He reduced them down, it still won't enough. And he reduced them down, and finally, he got 300 people. And I can see now God telling Gideon, he said, Gideon, take them down to the brook and let them drink. When we was over in Israel, I went over to where 
Gideon was supposed to have took his army and to the little brook that was there. The Lord told him, said, those that lap water like a dog, those are the ones I want you to pick. You see, some people, when they get, when they, when they, when they, when they get water, they get it in a hand and bring it to the mouth. God says, I want you to get the ones that lap water like a dog. In other words, what the Lord is saying, what, I, what, I, what I've seen in that, what I've said out that, what I'm seeing in this tonight is, what God is saying is, I, don't want, I, 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 don't want, I can't use people who's got one hand doing something that, that really we need both hands in this situation. So those that got both hands free, those that are lapping water like a dog, they got both hands free. That's just my interpretation. They got both hands free. So when it comes, it comes time to fight, it comes time to go, then they're ready to go because they ain't got something in their hand or whatever the case is. He said, those that lap water like like a dog. He said, those are the ones I want you to pick, 300 people. So we was at that brook, and I can, I remember going down to the brook, and I picked me up a few stones, just a small few little stones from, from the brook where Gideon was at, where Gideon's army was at. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't know, I did that. I turned it one in my pocket for a little while. Uh, but it's just to think that God took 300 men and Gideon, 300 men and he conquered the multitudes and multitudes of people with 300 men. And it brings me back, and thanks, for it, Brother David, y'all can come on. It, it brings me back to, to, to the time of when we were talking about uh, last week, week four, whenever it was, when the lepers were sitting there and they said, why well, sit here until we die? Hey, let's just go over to the enemy's camp because we go, they're either going to kill us we're going to die here. We're going to die there. What difference does it make? We might be able to get something to eat while we're over there. But it makes no difference. But on the way over there, there's four men. What all them folks heard was they heard a mighty army coming. And they left everything. Left everything. All the gold, all the silver, all the tents, all the camels, all everything they had. They left it and flew. Because God fulfilled what the prophet said the day before. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. This time. There's going to be plenty of money. There's going to be plenty of food. There's going to be plenty of water. There's going to be plenty of everything we have. The famine's going to be over. God's going to bless them. They thought he was crazy. But how many knows when God puts the word out, it shall come to pass. Amen? So the battle is his. The battle the battle's his. And, and that we don't need superior firepower of our own when God is fighting alongside us. When God is there with you, you got all the firepower you need. Amen? We stand strong because of our faith in God. That's why we stand strong. What did Paul say? Paul said, I'm strongest when I'm at my weakest. Because when I'm at my weakest, that's when God in me is the strongest. Because my dependence is not on me no more. My dependence is totally on God. And God will bless tonight. Amen. How many believe God can do great things through us tonight? Even in this year that we're living in right now, God can. I was hoping Brother Frank was going to be here tonight because he come to me this morning he he said, he said, Pastor, I just got a testimony I want to share. I said, well, you need to be here tonight because your testimony will go, right, go along with, right with what we are, what I'm preaching about tonight, that God can do great things for us. I'm not going to get into it. He told me about it. I'm going to let him tell you. And it's just amazing what God will do when you keep praying, keep trusting, and letting God do what he needs to do. All we got to do is set the example before people. And people can see it's not us, but it's the God in us that's doing the work. Amen? So tonight, God can do great things through you and I if we just let him do it. God can. 
If you can take little Gideon, who said, I'm the least. My family is the poorest of all, all families around here. We're the poorest of all. And not only are we the poorest, but I'm the least of that family. I'm the very least. In other words, God, ain't nothing in Gideon that you can use. Everything in Gideon is gone. But God says, no, you're not gone. You're a mighty warrior. And I want to use you for my glory. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Brother David, let's sing. Watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street, and we welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app 
through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch your services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.